Oh, and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashawn Garrett. You know, it is so difficult to try to find little quirky intros that are that really capture the attention of my audience. And unfortunately, I don't feel like I'm the quirkiest person. Uh, I have a hard time coming up with jokes right off the cuff. So forgive me for not being able to uh, entertain you. But to be honest, I'm not I'm not really trying to entertain anyone. I'm uh, trying to do my best to bring some understanding out of the scriptures to people who are serious about reading their Bibles and serious about learning the scripture. And so with that being said, we have been on a little bit of a journey. We've been talking about the kingdom of God. And just to let you guys know, the book I'm referencing is um, The Kingdom of God by Dr. Stephen Jones. You can find this book totally free at godskingdom.org. Go ahead and check that out. He has really done an amazing job, truly an amazing job, correcting my understanding with regards to the scripture and how to understand it. To be honest, there's a lot of churches out there that just do not teach the whole of the scripture. And if they do teach it, it is outside the lens, the interpretive lens that uh, the scriptures are meant to be read in. And what happens when we miss the interpretive lens is we end up making up doctrines that seem right to us and that feel right because that's, well, that's what it says. Well, the issue is, guys, with taking things at face value, and I'm not saying that like not everything shouldn't be taken at face value. You read the Bible, Take what it says, uh, hear it. It's it's, uh, but the idea of like solo scriptura, which is like only scripture, um, and it's only this literal understanding of the scripture. Um, it can be very, very dangerous, guys. Very dangerous um, because it puts a limitation on um, that those things which are hidden in scripture. I mean, that's like no one. The, for the Jews, with regards to the Jews um, during Jesus' time, no one could have thought, oh, wow, you know, Jesus is going to hang on a cross. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb. No one would have interpreted like that. If we interpret the scripture only literally, then we never see Christ uh, in the form that he came when he came in his first coming. So um, we have to be aware of how to understand and interpret scripture according to specifically the Law and the Prophets, and understanding that there are spiritual, allegorical um, interpretations of the Scripture, and we we need to be able to apply them correctly if we're going to do this Christian thing and if we're going to grow up. And that's the whole point of being a Christian. That's, your, that's the, the whole point of you being born again is so that that child, that man-child which is inside of you, would grow up so that your flesh... And the sinful nature which we are born with that was given to us by Adam, that we inherited by Adam, that that starts to dissipate and disappear and go away. And you would start to reflect the purpose for which you were created, which is to be a manifestation of the glory of God so that you would be a walking, talking um, son of God or son or daughter of God if you're a woman. So we have been talking again about the kingdom of God. We talked about the laws. We've talked about the king. We talked about 
the the citizens. And now we are talking about we talked about the territory. And now we're talking about the whole earth, guys. Do you guys know that God owns the whole earth? In Numbers chapter 14, verse 21, he tells us, But indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Does all mean all? Does all mean some? I always ask this question because it seems that some people's doctrine make limitations to God. They limit God. Only man and the flesh limits God. But those who are in the spirit cannot limit God because they know that with God, all things are possible. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So the master plan revealed for the earth is to have his glory fill the the earth. That is to say, those things which are visible to our sight. Um the word, as I live, makes it one of God's vows. So remember when we were talking about God keeping his promises under the new covenant? You know a new covenant vow that God has made is that all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord? Do you guys know that the early church father said, once stated that man is earth in a suffering form? So we are a type of earth. And if you have been, if you are a human being, you are made from the dust of the ground, meaning that you will fulfill the purpose by which God created you. There's just no way that that's, there are people who teach that God will not fulfill his vows. What is worse? Believing somebody that teaches that God will not do what he says he is going to do or believing God for what he said he was going to do. I mean, I guess which one's better is, is the real question. Which one is better? Obviously, uh, it is being, it is trusting him, right? Because you don't have control over anything in this life, but uh, God does. And if he says he's going to do something, I, I believe that he intends to do it straight up. So this promise is, is really repeated in various ways in the scripture. We see it in Psalms chapter 72, verse 19. Um, and the quote is essentially this. It says, And blessed be his glorious name forever, and may the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen, amen. The second time where this is mentioned is in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, where the cherubim in Isaiah's vision speak those words. And here they, here's what they say. And one called out to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled is filled with his glory. The third quotation is by the same prophet, Isaiah, in 11, verse 9, says, For the earth will be filled, oh, excuse me, the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It doesn't say as the waters cover the land. It says as the waters cover the sea. How much does the water cover the sea? Water's, water's not wet. I'm just messing with you guys. So, but does that make sense? We are, uh, well, here's a final quotation. In Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It is well known, guys, that the waters cover a full 100% of the sea and water is not wet, or it might be, I don't know. You have to answer that for yourself. There is no part of the earth where the glory of the Lord will not be known or manifested. And that is a positive thing, right? Because that means that what he said 
is actually coming to pass. In Daniel chapter 2, we see King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he had a dream, and he saw a huge image with a head of gold, arms of silver, a belly of bronze, and legs of iron. And then he saw a stone hit this image on its feet, and it crumbled the entire image into dust. Then he saw the stone grow until it filled the whole earth. Interpret that literally for me, guys. So you, there's no way, right? So we obviously know that these four kingdoms and a fifth, which is the papal system, the Roman Catholic Church, four kingdoms, five kingdoms, are uh, have ruled the world from Babylon to Medo-Persia to Greece to Rome, and then Rome plus. So Daniel interpreted, interpreted this dream for him, and we read his interpretation in Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. In the days of those kings, which the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all of these kingdoms, but it will itself endure. This is that stone kingdom, guys. God's kingdom, when it comes, and it is coming, and it is, I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is, is, is very, very near. If it's not already here, it's, it's coming in, in waves. The kingdom of God will abolish all oppressive forms of men's government. The stuff that you're experiencing right now, God is going to destroy the oppressive forms of government. He is going to set men free to enjoy the glorious freedom of the children of God. And so we are at a time when the stone, that stone kingdom, is beginning to crush the image on its feet. A lot of you guys may not understand that what you're seeing in media and what you're seeing on social media and in the news, they are lying to you and they are trying to do their best to gaslight you into believing that this new world order that is being established is the right thing and there are so many uh, people on this liberal rant believing that what's happening is good. It's not good. It's, uh, it's not God. It's not from him at all. It's from this other kingdom. It's from this Babylonian, mystery Babylon kingdom, guys. And that kingdom is being destroyed. And if you don't know, you, you, must, you must understand and you must know that um, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. And uh, the only thing that really matters is that what is going on behind hidden doors these, these voices that are being silent, these voices that are being silenced for telling the truth, these voices, there's, there's, these are the good guys, and God is definitely using these guys to crush the image, this captivity, with this oppressive form of government. So we're not exactly sure how long this will take, but you're seeing right now, even with the presidential election and with Joe Biden being the president-elect, which is the most absurd thing that I, I, I have ever... Uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. But we have to understand. We have to understand. Um, we have to understand these things, guys. And um, the most important event that is going to come after this or that is going to come during this is the manifestation of the sons of God 
And these are the ones who are called to reign with Christ in the age, in the millennial age. And so remember, I talked about that little horn or Rome plus. So that little horn coming out of the Roman beast, and uh, it represented Papal Rome, which is um, an antichrist. And this Rome, uh, this little horn, it made war on the saints and overcame them. That is, it took authority over them until the time of the end when the jurisdiction was given to the saints of the Most High, that is, the overcomers or the sons of God. Did you guys know that Italy was involved in uh, some of these, these elections? You guys know that people in Italy are, are being arrested? <sighs> Italy is connected to Rome, the Roman Catholic Church, the, uh, the money system that goes on in there. It is evil, dude. It is evil. So let's, let's, keep, let's keep on looking at this. I think this is in Daniel. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, it looks like. Uh, I kept looking, or maybe it's, uh, let me see here. Yeah. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. In verse 14, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the people's nations and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom will not be destroyed. So this compares, guys, with the stone kingdom that Nebuchadnezzar seen in his dream. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 22, um, we're told that Jesus Christ himself is the king of this kingdom uh, and that the saints took possession of the kingdom. This agrees with Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, where we read that those brought to life in the first resurrection will reign with him for a thousand years. In Daniel chapter 7, 27, it concludes with this. When the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole earth, under, excuse me, the whole heaven, will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one, his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve him and obey him. This is the prophecy of the kingdom of God in the Bible. And it shows us, and it contemplates a time when all the people of the earth will come to know Jesus as their king, and they will be governed with love and equity by the overcomers, the sons of God. In Psalms chapter 67, it's memorializing this in a song. It's beautiful. Let's, let's take a look at this. It says in verse 1, God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that they may know, excuse me, that they that thy way, sorry, it's King James, <laughs> that thy way may be known to the earth. <laughs> thy salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou wilt judge the people with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people Praise thee. The earth has yielded its produce. 
God, our God blesses us. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear respect that is in reverence him. That is wonderful, guys. Prophet, the prophet Haggai in uh, Haggai chapter 2 verse 7 speaks of Jesus, his kingdom uh, as the desire of all the nations. So the primary event which will signal the transfer of jurisdiction and authority to the saints of the Most High will be the manifestation of the sons of God. In Romans chapter 19, verse 21, we see, For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subject to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. How, I mean, just this verse alone, guys, shows us so much. We can't go into it, but it it shows us, it just shows us so much. All of creation, guys, subject to futility, but we were subjected to it so that we would be free, guys. It was subjected to it in hope. We were all subject to sin, death, mortality, slavery, in hope that we will be free from slavery to corruption. And everyone on the earth is awaiting this event, guys. The whole earth. We're all waiting for something amazing to happen. So when the earth Uh, When this does happen, when the manifestation of the sons of God happens, um, it will prove that the law of Jubilee will set the entire creation free of its slavery to sin. The earth will thus fulfill its purpose for creation. Thank you guys so much for listening. And that's about it. That is, we just went through a whole book again uh, together. um, And proud to do it. Happy to do it. So, Blessed to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on our next episode on The Overcoming Life.